everyone. Welcome back to the Shunstadt Way of Life podcast. I am your host, Julia Monin, author of the book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. Thank you so much for being here with me. This is um, the 19th episode of this podcast, the podcast for November of 2020. And if you're like me, we are beginning to perhaps put ourselves in preparation for what is to come. The season of Advent is just around the corner, of course, followed by the season of Christmas. And like no other year, I, I told somebody the other day, my family, um, my husband and I are not people who jump on the Christmas bandwagon too soon, if you know what I mean by that. We normally wait until the second or third week of Advent before we even decorate our home, keep it up, of course, until the Epiphany. Um, We're kind of slow movers, I guess, in terms of if you compare us to what might be the rest of the world jumping into the holiday season and spirit. But I don't know if it's just because it's been such a heavy year and there's been so much suffering and so... Um, you know, so much differences that are going on. And and I don't know, but I am, I don't know, I, I think I will probably jump into things a little bit sooner. In fact, yesterday, I watched my first Christmas movie, and it isn't even Thanksgiving yet. And I know that's, that's no good. And I normally would not do that. But I am ready. I am ready for this season of Advent. I am ready for the joy of Christmas and celebrating the the birth of Christ, our Savior. I am ready for the hope that this season brings. And so we are almost there. And I wonder where you're at as well. And that was an incredibly long intro. Thank you for not turning me off just yet. (laughs) If you are a regular listener to this podcast, then you know that this podcast today is a continuation of last month's podcast. So last month, we I recorded an episode called um, Living the Covenant, and we I shared ideas with you about how I strive to live my covenant and to stay connected in a special way to my home shrine day in and day out. Because of course, we spend this time in preparation, preparing to make our covenant of love with the Blessed Mother. We go through a series of classes and formation, preparing our minds, preparing our hearts to enter into this um, consecration, this covenant of love with Our Lady. And then what happens so often is after all of this preparation, after the covenant, or I should say maybe it doesn't happen often, but what could happen is everything becomes dry again. We get wrapped back up into the noisiness and busyness of our lives, and we forget our end of this promise. Of course, this covenant we make comes with promises and requests, and we forget, for lack of better terms, our end of the deal, what what we're meant to do. And so these two months of episodes were meant to kind of um, help us, help us learn from one another. How do you keep your covenant alive? How do you keep it from going dry? How do you keep it at the forefront of your mind to um, to be mindful about living this covenant with, with deep love and allowing the Blessed Mother to be active in your life as you fulfill and live out your covenant? And so that's what we've been talking about. Last month, I shared with you some of the things I do in my own personal life, and I encouraged you, if you heard that, to share with me what you're doing to keep the covenant active. And I was so pleased with the responses that I received from that, and so that's what I'm going to share with you today. Responses that I've received from some of you, the listeners, about how you keep the covenant alive in your life and in your heart, how you stay, perhaps, if you have a home shrine dedicated, how you stay connected to those in the movement in your home shrine. How are you using this? How are you using using these um, beautiful avenues that we have in this movement, how are you using these in your own life? And so this is what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to share with you what I've received from some of the listeners. 
So before I do that, let's go ahead and put ourselves in the presence of God. Let's open with our God, our Father prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I know you are my Father. I feel secure in your protection. I do not ask the way you lead. I blindly follow your direction. And if you placed into my hands my life that I myself directed, I then would say, oh, take it back. Your trusting child is well protected. I know you are my father. You gave your son for our salvation, the soul begotten, light from light, who by his death brought us redemption. Your love, O Father, has no end. How could I doubt, since you go with me? And as you lead through thorn-filled ways, I trust you, Father, without worry. I know you are my Father. Your love gave me a caring mother, the mother three times wonderful, that she may lead me to you, Father. Like Mary, I pray trustingly. Your faithful love cannot deceive me. I want to do your holy will, for I am yours, and you are mercy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Wow, that's such a beautiful, profound prayer. That's not one that I pray on a regular basis, but um, it's one where the, the, I felt the Holy Spirit kind of tugging at me to begin the podcast with today, and I needed that, guys. That's good. I, I mentioned to you, I feel my soul longing for this, this reminder of hope and trust in the Lord's promises to us, and that prayer does just that. So maybe we need to put that back on our regular rotation, something to... Um, to remind ourselves of often. So speaking of that, let me share with you what one of the listeners of this podcast shared with me about something she does to keep the covenant alive. She says, and by the way, I'm going to shout out your first names. I hope none of you mind (laughs) who sent me your thoughts. Um, I don't think you will, but this was from Colleen. Colleen says she likes to greet the mother thrice admirable in Jesus in the morning and say good night and evening in their shrine, in her shrine. She prays from the Heavenward Prayer Book and then from her Trifold Prayer Book, which is where this God, our Father, comes from. At least we use this often in the Ohio movement. I'm not sure other states, if you guys are listening to this, other places, this would be a great place for me to shout out if you're listening, those of you who are listening from other countries, which, by the way, I don't check the stats of this often, but every time I upload a new episode, I peek at who's all listening. And Every month, another country, it seems like somebody picked this up from another country. So this would have been, had I had it in front of me, a good time to shout out to all of you who are listening all over the world. But instead, I will continue because I'm not that prepared. (laughs) So she says she has these prayers in her trifold prayer in front of her, um, and she prays that every day, especially the imitation of Mary and the Holy Spirit prayer. And then she repeats during the day these short shunstop prayers, again, from the trifold that she's memorized over the years, like the I trust your might, your kindness, mother dear, or the you know the way for me, you know the time. And that's beautiful. I do that too, Colleen. I You kind of have those to kind of fall back on. They almost kind of become this um, this way to recenter your your mind and your heart on our Lord and on his mother. She also mentions that she thinks about divine providence a lot. So as the circumstances of our lives are playing out, as things perhaps go our way or perhaps things don't go our way, to remind ourselves of divine providence, to remind ourselves that this is all in God's hands, that God does have a plan and that it's perhaps beyond our ability to understand it in 
in its big um, magnitude of his plan to understand in our daily, ordinary lives. And so to remind yourself that divine providence is at work and that we can trust God. Um, that's beautiful. She also mentions that she wears Shunstadt jewelry. And then when people ask, she explains what Shunstadt is, what the covenant is, the way of life. So a way to connect her and remind her always of our mother, but then also she's using that as an evangel- evangelization tool, which is really cool as well. Um, she prays the Shunstadt Novena monthly for her special intentions. That's really special too. That was something we prayed as a movement leading up to um the Feast of All Saints Day, and it was that was powerful for me to be praying that with with all of you in the movement, especially here in Ohio during those days. I felt very close to our mother um, in a way I haven't felt in a long time, and so yes, to have that the Shunstadt Novena, and she's she does that monthly. Um, she writes on her mother's work list the things she needs help with. She fill, fills out her spiritual daily order in her shrine daily. I think we've talked about the spiritual daily order on the podcast, maybe in brief moments here and there. Um, Perhaps that will be something we can talk about in detail on a future episode. But this is um, especially what people who've made membership are asked to do, to to write down what their spiritual goals are for every day, what they really feel like the Lord is asking them to do in their spiritual lives. Perhaps it's um, go to confession. Perhaps it's pray the rosary. Perhaps it's spend 10 minutes in silence. Whatever it might be, They're asked to actually physically write it down. And then at the end of every day, look at that and make little check marks. Did you do it? Was the Lord, were you successful at that? And kind of reassess um, what's on your list that maybe you wanted on your list, but maybe the Lord hasn't asked you to put on your list. You kind of have to reassess that as you go along. Or what maybe didn't you put on your list that you know the Lord is asking you to put on your list. So it's a way of sort of keeping you accountable to your goals, to um, your strivings, I should say, that's a better word, to your strivings in the spiritual life. So that's what that is, the spiritual daily order. And then also Colleen says that she puts people in her shrine. If someone asks her to pray for them, she has some way of physically putting them in her shrine or maybe perhaps spiritually putting them in her shrine. I myself have done both, um, spiritually putting someone in my shrine. Sometimes people have given me things, given me gifts or... um, yeah, other items that that came from them. And as my way of putting them in my shrine, I go ahead and include that as well. Like I, I have a little a box or something that I will include the little item that they gave me in my shrine as a way of keeping them in there. So I do that too, Colleen. Um, Denise said, we going back to these little short prayers that we have. She says, when my trust in God is faltering, it seems to daily, I pray, I trust your might, your kindness, mother dear. And she has pictures of her, of the MTA, in every, every room, including the bathrooms in her home. She joked that her husband used to complain that our home looked like a retreat center. And I asked him, what's so bad about that? (laughs) And that's funny. I I think that too about my own house, Um, Denise. I have stuff all over. I think that it's good that every room you go in, you're reminded of our Lord. So I'm in agreement with you there. Um, Having our home shrine and seeing all the reminders of Mary, Soothes me, she said, um, and when I feel really troubled, I need to go home to visit my mother at her shrine. So beautiful. Thank you, Denise, for sharing that. Um, Cindy mentioned in her home shrine, she has a set of Sister Emily's daily inspirational quotes on cards. And I don't know if this is something that we can maybe 
for those of you that might be interested, I'm not sure where we go about getting that. Um, perhaps at the retreat center in Wisconsin, I know they have a gift shop and, and you can call and, um, at least you used to be able to call and order things and they would mail them to you. I did this for years with the Father Kentonick um, quote cards as well. So she does it with Sister Emily's daily inspirational cards each morning. She says her morning offering and covenant of love prayer, and then she picks a card for the day's theme. So she says, I love the mystery of what it will say and reflect on it throughout the day. That's good. I used to do that with the Father Kentonick cards as well. I'd pull out one every day, kind of look at it like, what, is, what does Father want to say to me today, and kept it on my mind and heart as we... Um, as I went through the day. Um, another, another idea from a different Cindy is, which I thought was a really beautiful idea. And I wanted to share, I was excited to share that with you because it was something I had never thought of before in the month of November, especially she, you know, this month that we're encouraged to pray for the Holy souls, right? She kind of turns her shrine into this place where she, all the, um, funeral, the death cards that she's perhaps collected in the last year, all of the death cards she's collected, even if it's somebody she doesn't necessarily know, death cards maybe she's picked up at like estate sales or something like that. They end up for the past two years, I believe last year she said was the first year she had started this, but she actually put them in her shrine. She bought little inexpensive like little photo frames that she could put some of them in. Some of them she just placed in like a a bowl. And then every day she's going to her shrine and she is praying for these, for the souls that have gone. And this is a special way she's doing this in her home and in her, in her home shrine. And in particular, she's praying, um, the 30 days devotions for the holy souls, which, um, she's, she's doing for these. So she like took this shrine. She put all of those who have passed in her life and, and those that maybe perhaps she's heard of, but didn't know personally in her shrine and is praying in a special way in the month of November for the holy souls. And that reminds me too of other people. Things have talked about like liturgically as we have these different months, you know, we have the month of the rosary. We have the month where we're praying for the holy souls in a special way. And we have this all throughout the year that you can kind of use that as themes to guide you and perhaps use your shrine or your place of prayer as a place where you can um, bring these liturgical traditions into your personal life of prayer as well, which is really special and really beautiful. Thank you, Cindy, for sharing that with us. Um, another thought, a practical, a practical from a young mother who she told me a story, um, Danielle, shout out to Danielle if you're listening. She told a story of when she came home from the hospital with her, um, it was either her second or her third child. And, you know, she's feeling this stress of another, another child and, and recovering from, from, you know, delivery and all of this. And she felt her emotions being, um, especially, on the rise, I guess, in those days. And she got in a habit at that time. We call it crazy mom, you know, so we don't turn into crazy moms and crazy dads. She got into the habit at that time when she felt her emotions wanting to take over. Before she reacted or said anything, she to herself, or perhaps out loud with the kids, prayed a Hail Mary. And so she's feeling her emotions want to get the best of her. And before she makes any sort of reaction or response, she took a few seconds to pray a Hail Mary. And she talked about how much that helped her respond in love instead of just reacting to what was happening at the moment. So that's a great practical tool, a way to stay connected with our mother as you go throughout your day, as you live this covenant in real ways. Um, A shout out also to Brooke, who mentioned that, you know, when we make our covenant, we're often 
given a candle with it, and every candle has, you know, this very unique name that was given to the group that has gone through together. And Brooke especially likes to look at her group's name, what the name that's listed on her candle, and use that as a way to um, stay reminded of, again, God's providence, reminded of the Blessed Mother's presence in her life and in the life of her family. If I'm remembering correctly, her group's name was do whatever he tells you. And so thinking about the wedding at Cana, thinking about our mother's response and reminding herself of that day in and day out. So she kind of looks at that as maybe a sort of personal mantra or just a reminding of the Holy Spirit of, of what's really important to keep her priorities straight. And so that's really simple and yet so beautiful and powerful as well. Um, Okay, um, here's another one from Anne. Anne likes to keep a notebook in her home shrine and write down the little miracles that happen during the day. This helps her when she's having challenging days to go back and remember the miracles of the past, right? So she can look for the miracles in the present. Oh, that's, that's really special too. It's so easy to fall in the trap of ingratitude. You know, the Lord gives us so many gifts and so many blessings. And so often it's easy to forget that. And so that's great to actually take a second to write them down, to reflect so that you don't forget. And I got to do that same thing. I'm writing stuff down, the Lord's thoughts, inspirations he's given me because of that exact reason. I don't want to forget. So, um, and, and especially I don't want my heart to, to grow ungrateful. So good. Okay. I like that. All right. I think I have thoughts from one more, one more group. And yeah, I saved these for last, not because they're the best, but because they came from my mom, who is probably my biggest supporter of all of this work that I've been doing. And as the one when I started doing podcasts, it's funny. Um, I felt like the Lord was calling me to do podcasts over the years. But when I started doing them, I would sit down in front of my microphone to record. And I when the nerves would kind of come over, I would, I would say jokingly to myself, it's just my mom who's going to listen to this my mom and then my friend Laura, they I was convinced they were the only two who are ever tuning in to any episodes. <laughs> so I kind of saved her thoughts for last. And thank you, mom, for all of the love and support over the years. So here is what my mom does as as ways of living out her covenant and keeping it alive in her heart and in her life. She too keeps a book in her shrine where she lists all the names of those she's promised to pray for and then asks for prayers for all those written in the book daily. Someday she goes through the names and reads them aloud to our Blessed Mother. She visits the enthroned shrine at church. So at our home parish, we have enthroned the MTA. And so she goes there and visits this enthroned image of Our Lady at our home parish, takes her petitions, prays her rosary there, and then lights a candle there, which is really special at our parish. We have candles from all the groups that have gone through and made their covenant over the years since the time that her and dad have been bringing groups through. And all of these different candles, there's probably, I think this might be the 13th year that they've done it. So, you know, 10 to 12, 13 candle, different candles with different um, class mottos and, and all of that on them, different designs. So it's really beautiful. So she goes up there to the enthroned image and lights candles to praise a rosary. She takes pilgrimages to wayside shrines and um, daughter shrines. So in Ohio, we we do not have a daughter shrine in Ohio. So she's saying she's taking pilgrimage to wayside shrines that are closer to her. And then as we can and as we're able to the daughter shrines as well that are um, right now, I believe she's probably only traveled in the United States. Yes, I know that. She hasn't traveled outside of that. Um, 
She prays her covenant prayer that she wrote when she made her covenant and her home shrine prayer. That's really special too. Um, I pull mine out every once in a while, not on a regular basis, but to go back and to read the prayer that you wrote on your covenant day or read the prayer that you wrote when before you dedicated your home shrine and, and you call those to mind. So she does that regularly. And then I promise you, I saved this one for last because um, I did not tell her to say this, but it made me laugh. And I think she's given it a shout out to me. So I wanted to save it for last. How else does she stay connected to our Our Lady, how else does she remind herself to live her covenant and to keep it at the forefront of her mind and heart and to stay connected with our Lord and Mother in her covenant of love? Well, what does she do? She listens to this podcast. So thank you, Mom, for that shout out. And um, for all of you guys who sent me your ideas and thoughts and suggestions, thank you so much. Even if this podcast is long gone and you've caught the replay of this months or years down the road, if you feel like connecting with me and sharing with me what you do to stay connected and to live out your covenant of love, I would love to hear from you. Please don't hesitate to reach out. The easiest way to find me is to go to my website, theworldisnoisy.com again, or I am on Facebook at Julia Monin Author and you can reach out to me there as well. So what a gift and blessing. I hope that you are inspired and helped by all of those ideas as I was, that we can take these little nuggets of information, we can learn from one another. And again, what's the big idea behind all of this? The big idea is just that we continue to live in this covenant, that we're reminded that we entered into this covenant of love and that we've entrusted our lives, our loved ones, our very hearts, our very souls into the hands of Our Lady and so it's to remind us of that and to be reminded that this to, to actually live this covenant doesn't just happen. You can't just make your covenant, go back into your busy, noisy life and expect that all these great things are going to happen. It takes work on our end as well. And so this is a reminder to us of ways that we can do this, that we can be attentive to us living out our covenant. So I hope this was helpful. I will be back with you again in another month. If you need anything from me, please reach out to me. Know that you are in my prayers and I humbly ask that you keep me in your prayers as well. And as we close, let us go ahead and pray together our covenant prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My queen, my mother, I give myself entirely to you. And to show my devotion to you, I consecrate to you this day my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart, my entire self without reserve. As I am your own, my good mother, guard me and defend me as your property and possession. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.